0: Hello Fulham fans and welcome back to a long-awaited episode of Fofcast, the FFC podcast that like to give it to you straight. Seems an age since we've done one of these. In fact, it is. The last one we covered, uh, both Blackburn and Swansea games, so early March. Since then, we've gone to draw with Barnsley, lose to West Brom, beat QPR, beat Middlesbrough, lose to Coventry, lose to Derby, beat Preston, draw with Bournemouth, lose to Forest, smash Luton and get smashed by Sheffield United. With time not being on our side and everyone being busy with stuff outside work, we thought the least we could do uh, is record an end-of-season pod, so here we are. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the 2021-22 season, I'd like to welcome back my guests. Coming to you first, Owen, we've seen each other at games a bit, but how are you doing? Uh, Looking forward to tonight's pod?
1: Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks, and I hope you're well, and I hope Mike is too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted, actually, all those games, listening back, just reminded, you, m- reminded me of how many home and away days we get in the Championship. It's been a, a busy couple of
0: weeks and months, and uh, yeah, excited to have a chat tonight. Mike, uh, good to have you back on. I know you've been over in Ireland for a bit, uh, but how are you doing? Looking forward to tonight's pod? Uh,
2: yeah, I am. It'd be uh, you know, If you can't talk about uh, the season just gone... When can you talk about them? But uh, No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, as Owen just said there, um, you know, talking about all those games and that, that's what you're missing. That's what I miss in the championship is a game almost you know every three or four days. And uh, we certainly have, have had a lot of games to uh, enjoy this year. And you could almost have a pod just going through every game because there was something in almost every one of them that we could discuss.
0: Yeah, and no, I have to agree. But, you know, to get tonight' shine the way, we'll start with topic number one, uh, and that is the 2021-2022 season. Having started the season back in 2021 with the 1-1 draw at home to Middlesbrough and ending the season in May 2022 as champions with 90 points, 106 goals, a 56-goal difference, 43 goals against, winning 27, drawing 13 and losing 10 – did you expect the season to go the way it did, or did you feel we over underachieved? Mike, I'm gonna to come to you first about this, as I see you were only two points out on the stats forecast you did. So what were your thoughts?
2: Um I was I was thinking back to the beginning of the season and uh with the championship, it's target's gotta to be top six first, anything you know comes uh, more than that, then that's great. And we, you know, last year was very much a downer and, you know, change of manager and what's that going to deliver? Um, you know, I think we were surprised that Silva was the person who uh, took over as coach and, um, you know, we saw we had almost the same defence as we did last time. So it wasn't, you know, well, certain from in my chair, we weren't looking at, oh yeah, definitely going to be champions or that kind of thing. It was, I always thought we'd be like top four, maybe. Um, but we started well, and uh maybe not as well as Bournemouth but uh, you know we started well and uh that I've always said that's the important thing whether it's in the championship or Premier League or any division you know you don't want to be playing catch-up so we got points in the bag early on and so you could tell the way we were playing we were we were going to be challenging for those top two positions and um and so it panned out and you know we peaked there were peaks in the season where it looked like we were going to get 100 points, um, you know, near to 100 goals or over, and and we just kept plugging away. And I suppose it's certainly—I don't think we overachieved in that sense. You know, we got the job done. We won the championship. Great. Didn't expect those many goals and uh, Mitro and all the other records we've set and the seven nils and. You know, seven games on a chop wins, all that kind of thing. So, so I don't believe we overachieved in getting promotion. We certainly overachieved in the way we played. I don't, I don't think anyone expected that. And for for me and you, Scott, who who watched Tig and team, um, you know, twenty years later, you know, we I think we've been lucky to see two teams like that really win the championship. And and so yeah, you know, it was um very predictable i suppose from a certain point you know once we would got the points there and we we're at the top it was going to be difficult for anyone to catch us and the last seven games i suppose just showed you know we we got the job done and got it done early so uh, yeah very happy i mean it, the amazing thing is some of those players they probably overachieved you know we've seen them reach levels Um, for some of them who've been here three or four years, that we never thought they'd reach, and improvements in so many players. So that has to go back to silver. So, uh, yeah, Um, job done, shall we say.
0: Yeah, that's a good feedback there. And, um, I mean, being probably one of Fulham's biggest pessimists um, that's ever lived, I mean, I was quite surprised, you know, on on how the season turned out. And, um, I mean at one point, I think, with the amount of um, records that we broke and the type of football that we played, um, you know, some of the results that we got. And, and like you said, Mike, with some of the way that some of the players played and the way that they changed, you know, their style and their systems. And, you know, it was a complete, I think, performance all round from the sort of football that we kind of see from, obviously, the Tigana days. I mean, I know, obviously, it's changed money-wise. And, you know, back then, I think, when five. Fy- First, bought Fulham, you know, he was one of the first kind of million pound owners, wasn't he? So, we had players from, from different qualities dropping down a division. Um, you know, it's a different scenario, but I mean, it was when I mean, we'll, we'll cover this later in the pod as well. But obviously, when Silver joined, he, he sort of joined a little bit later in that summer, but it was quite a turnaround for him as well to obviously change that system that we had on the Parker and everything else and to get going like we did. Um, I mean. Borough, yeah. I mean, it was a 1-1 draw at home. Um, I watched through that and I kind of had, you know, a little bit of a sort of an insight to think, well, you know, is this going to be as good as we, we thought it was going to be? But we, we kind of got better as um, time went on. And, you know, um, I kind of had a little bit of a wobble when we, we got beat sort of at home by Reading. Um, and I didn't think that Silver was going to be, you know, kind of the manager that he was meant to be, but when well, I look back at that, it was just a stupid comment I made and I think all teams have that and, you know, we're, we're going to get beat at points in the season and the two goals that beat us that day were, were spectacular out of the blue goals, you know. So, um, but Owen, coming over to you, I mean, the same sort of questions. I mean, looking back when we kicked off against Borough, um, I mean... And then obviously sort of ending with Sheffield United, the season and the whole. I mean, how do you feel that this season went? Was it, you know, from your expectations, did you feel that we would sort of, you know, achieve 106 goals, 90 points, you know, a 56-goal difference, you know, 43 goals against? I mean, what were your thoughts?
1: I mean, it's a really interesting one. We talked at the start of the season, the four of us, and uh, I think the belief was that all three of the teams which had our manager or former managers would be there or thereabouts. That uh, came to fruition in in sort of Bournemouth getting automatic promotion, Sheffield United in fifth. But you know, I think we all set out with the the expectation that Fulham be sort of top six, and and certainly the the hope that we get promoted. But I think as we've seen in the the two previous years under Parker, and and then the mixed season with Jokanovic and friends, you know, there's the hope that we do well, and the expectation we do hope uh, the expectation we do well. But that hasn't really been married with the reality. I mean, for the last three years prior to this season, we've had a squad that on paper looked good enough to achieve its goals and the division we're in. So, you know, I have to say it's been one of those seasons where we, we've we probably achieved what we expected. But, but as a Fulham fan, um, I think we, we exceeded expectations. Uh, whilst you're king of the pessimists, I think we all expect... Um, the worst at times at Fulham. And, uh, you know, we we played some phenomenal football. Um, I think first game of the season, when we all sat there after the Borough game, we said, you know, that's a, a decent result, Borough, a good team. And and they came very close to the playoffs themselves. I think, you know, 106 goals for a team, that's the second highest in, in championship history. The The only other, team to score more was the 2000 Man City team which which got 108. I think um, given the job was effectively done um, as far as I think in in the players minds and also most fans minds at that away game at borough um, sort of a poetic uh, justice that one uh, I think 90 points doesn't really matter Um, we look at the table and and you see fulham first you see fulham promoted um i think it's just been a, a really special year to be a fulham fan um you know you expect the players towards the end of the season to lose a half yard we'll come on to that later but you know i would say it was a it was a professional um impressive and uh and i uh, i guess a bit of uh A middle finger up towards previous managers and and also some some previous um employers for some of the players in our squad that said look at me i can i can really perform at a at a pretty pretty special level so you know we we achieved what we've set out to do but as a fulham fan i i would say we overachieved no definitely 100
0: percent um i say when I look back at it now, um, and I mean we'll, we'll discuss this later on as well. If we get to it. Um, I mean even when you look at the playoffs, I mean we we don't even have the anxiety of that this season. You are sort of sitting back, and looking at the sort of sitting pretty at the top there, champions, and um, you know, and I'm looking back at some of the games that I went with with you. I mean, we went to you know Millwall Way. Um, You know, I mean, especially some of the home games this season, Uh, Bristol City springs to mind. I mean, there's been some absolute entertaining cracking games this season and some of the football we've played has been absolutely superb. So, no, on a whole, I mean, for me as well, um, as I say, um, I'm always the biggest pessimist, but at the same time, I've got to admit this is probably one of the better seasons that I've actually, you know, seen us play And, and, and hats off to everyone. Right. Moving on to topic number two, which is highlight of the season. Some highlights to look back on this season with some cracking results, especially a 7-0 win over Blackburn, 7-0 win over Reading, 7-0 win over Luton, 6-2 wins over Birmingham and Bristol City, along with some other fantastic results. On top of this, there were also some low points of the season with Coventry beating us 4-1 at their place uh, and then a you know, at home 3-1, plus ending the season with you know, a 4-0 thrashing at Sheffield United. Based on that, um, and looking back at the season, you know what were your highs and lows, and I'm gonna come straight back to you on this one, Owen. All
1: right, I will get the uh, the tough bit out of the way. I think, as I know, I shared part of the day with both of you, uh, and I'm expecting a very similar answer. The the low was the the four one drubbing away at Coventry. Um, that that was, if there was such a thing this season as rock bottom. Um, I think that was a day the, the whole squad and, and you dare say coaching staff had had an off day. And uh, so brittle is the Fulham confidence at times that you know, despite coming into that game with, you know, a pretty impressive run, um, we, we, we felt pretty low Um that that was, that was that was rock bottom for the season. You know, we played we played some played some decent teams. Um we'd had a few unlucky results. Um but I think after after you know grinding out that away point at Bristol City, coming back and, and beating Swansea after the the Blackpool blip um and the Reading game, I, I think we all thought, uh oh, we've lost you know we've lost four games out of our last seven. we we're, we're in a bit of trouble here. Um, that was the low. Um, and I, I don't think I enjoyed that game. I can't think of anything of note about that whole day. In fact, I think I was back in crystal palace by 4 PM. It was, it was pretty rough and wet if I recall. Um, so, so that was the low. Um, I think in, in terms of highlights, um, you know, there were so many, um, I, I I personally took a lot of pride in the the, the celebration day that 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 you both, Jerry, um, people on the trust helped helped pull together. That was a, a personal highlight of the season in terms of in terms of Fulham results. The one that I thought was sort of most impressive, and I try and try and say, you know, it's a game game that I've gone to. Um, probably say the, the the Bournemouth games, both of them. We didn't win either. Um, but we played really well. And I think it was was in those games that I think we realised that, you know, yes, we have a great squad. Um, yes, we have f- some fantastic players. And yes, we, we're playing football the right way. Um, but we didn't also lose to Parker's team, but it was also quite clear he was a good manager. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed the two Bournemouth games, home and away. I thought they were fantastic results. Um, most important result of the season um, – I'll probably say, and I'm going to throw it in there. Um, was the, the 3-2 win against Stoke? Um, I think going into that game, we we played 27 games, we were on 55 points, Bournemouth on 52, having played the same. They had a nice, easy game at home at Hull, and uh, we had an away game at Stoke with no Mitrovic. And uh, that game for me is the one that's going to stand out as the, the one that turned the tide, the one that sort of said, you know will not be caught. Um, so many highlights. I, I, You know, we could talk about the 6-2s, the 7-0s, the 5-1s, um, and we'll remember those. But but I did grab a pen and think, you know, what really stood out as sort of special results that, that we might might forget about. And, uh, uh, and that's where I came out.
0: That's some good stuff. And I think um, the Coventry game, especially away from home, is a highlight for everyone. I mean, every fan that you speak to, we know um, it was an early kickoff. It was wet. Um people were cold. Um, we didn't play particularly well. Um and I think you sat with didn't you sit with Mike on that game or something? I think I mean I, I didn't sure go did to that, that one. <laughs> yeah. And um no, I one of the ones that I didn't actually go to, but I mean the feedback from everyone else, it was a really, really drab day. Um I mean, f- from from a highlight sort of perspective from me, sort of just reading and, and looking at that and listening to that. I mean, yeah, that's gotta be a low point of the season. And you know, they they effectively got the double over us um, at the cottage. Um and the highlights for me, I think, I mean, there's been so many kind of, you know, really good games I've been to this season. Uh, I mean, not not high-scoring ones, but just games where we particularly played well and dominated. I mean, the game we went to um, at Millwall, um, Owen, where we won 2-1. We, we were 2 nil up and obviously they got that goal towards the end. It was a bit shaky, but I've never seen us dominate a team that much, Um you know, and it was just things like that. And I suppose the highlight of the season for me was the Bristol City game at home, the one where we won 6-2. Um, I don't know if he was anywhere near it where we had that Bristol City fan in the um, up in the in the box by us and he was giving it when they went 1-0 up and he came come to the edge and he was taunting the fans and then obviously we got back into it and then he ended up getting carted out half-time and people went there. And it was brilliant. It was just, you know, it just added to the kind of... Um, pantomime sort of the effect of going to a game. It was really good, but no, on a whole entertaining. So, uh, Mike, coming over to you, um, I mean, what, what were your highs and lows of this season?
2: Um, well, certainly, the, let's get the low out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Coventry away, 4-1, soaked to the skin. Um, we, I don't even know if we even came out of the dressing room at half-time. I mean, first half was okay, but second half was one of the, uh, One of the... Uh, worst performances i've seen in a long time and you know um yeah it was just a dreadful day all round and i'll double it up as well and i'll say the home game as well i, I was disappointed in, you know with them getting the double over us and uh um yeah you just just coventry up, you know i'm in no rush to see them again that's for sure um for highlights i mean there are so many i mean i'm i'm looking at the games um the ones I've been to, I mean, Swansea away was was really a good night. Um, I think the best I saw us play was probably Reading away. Second half, we were just untouchable. Um, and the Reading game, you know, I mean, that was, that was the first, the run of league games where, you know, it was 7-0, 6-2, 6-2. Then the Stoke game, which I mentioned, you know. Um, for me, the main highlight, I'll look back in 10... 15 hopefully 20 years time and uh it will be mitrovic that's the highlight for me this year that's going to be the big memory um and uh, i'm sure we'll talk about him later but uh, just the way he turned he, you know he stayed he turned around lot you know the way he was treated and played last year and he was absolutely brilliant um as Reem was at the other end. So Reem was one of those players I, I I wouldn't have missed if he'd left to be honest. And you have to give it to Silva. He he got something out of him. Maybe it was the captaincy, maybe, you know. We saw him become more, you know, more on social media. He became that link, which is very difficult nowadays between fans and players. Um and he was a credit to us. But uh yeah, so Mitrovic is my number one highlight. Um and probably away. Uh, and also just the away, a lot of the away games where I met up with Owen and others and uh, um, it was good to see, you know, after relegation, two years of not being really able to see games and then to uh, get back into away trips, home games, meeting people we haven't seen for a couple of years. Yeah, the whole, the whole season was great.
0: That's really good feedback there as well, but it's, it's good to listen to those kind of highs and lows of the season. And uh, just a touch on one other that I had was um, living at home. Um, obviously, we won 7-0. I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting that result, um, especially e- even Luton fans. I mean, I know we can turn it on sometimes, but on the day um, I'd taken a friend with me that's actually a Luton fan, uh, Because I said before, Kev's now moved to Ireland, so he's seats next to us. And I'm not one for taking away fans to games, but he's a good friend of ours. He's in a group or a curry group that we had back at this end. And he wanted to come for the day and you know, he was quite positive you know, in the playoffs or whatever it was. And he's kind of sandwiched in between me, Paddy, um, his daughter and his son or whatever it is. Obviously, the first two goals have gone in or whatever it is, and he's expecting to lose anyway. But as this game's gone on, everyone's standing up with our scarves and everything else, and, you know, the goals are rattling in or whatever. But all of a sudden, I'm, I'm looking around, and I, I can't see him. And I've looked down. I've never seen so much, someone so slumped in their seat with their head so far forward between their legs. He just had enough. He wanted to get out. So that was another highlight. Yeah. Um, Poor on him, but, um, you know, just things that you pick up from a season. So, right, moving on to topic number three, um, which is the fourth player of the season. We had around 254 members vote over at the Forum on the player of the season. And to be honest, uh, I'm not sure why we even ran the poll as Metro, you know, was outright winning with 211 votes, 83.1%. Uh, there wasn't even a close contender, uh, with Tim Ream coming second on twenty-three votes, at nine point one percent, and Harrison Reid uh, in third with three votes at two point four percent. Metro the clear winner here, uh, rightly so, um, but did deserve it. Um, you know where has his game improved, and who else do you uh, kind of think had a very good season? I'm going to come straight back to you with this one, Mike.
2: Uh, so, so you, I'll repeat myself then. <laughs> um, yeah, Miss Rich clearly player of, player of the year um you know 43 goals in all competitions and uh as i say uh pretty lot of people wrong as well many a fan wanted to get rid of him last year um so a certain manager wanted to get rid of him last year as well um tim ream absolute rock um harry wilson's an interesting one and i'm sure Owen will have some things to say about him um i thought he He was definitely a hot and cold player. You know, when he was on it, absolutely untouchable at this level. Um, But then there were games where you weren't even sure he was on the pitch. But uh, uh, he, you know, how many assists has he got? I mean, something like 20 over the season, I I think, is a record. And, and of course, we had all the the pods early on when we were saying, is he a loan? Is he a purchase? And, you know... uh, (laughs) But, he, you know, he paid through paid in the end. And he's certainly one player we're not uh, worried about paying whatever we've agreed uh, for promotion. Um, and Cabano, you know, I mean, there's so many players, as I said at the beginning, who, who improved and, and reached levels. I suppose Fabio, he started really well and he had that break. I don't think he was ever at that kind of level again where he had that run before he had his injury. Um, but he was a key component to the way we played, and uh, will be missed next year. Um, but yeah, uh, to go back to the main point, Mitch Player of the Year, easily, and uh, I, I'm struggling to think of another player who's ever walked it the way he would have done this year.
0: No, I completely agree. I mean, um, I mean, we've seen sort of. A Mitrovic on steroids this season, haven't we? Um, where I, I think oh, effectively... Well. I really? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but you know where I'm coming from. He seems to have come back, you know, kind of Metro plus metro. Um, You know, not just his strength and his goals. I mean, he's over-exceeded that. But, I, I mean, for me personally, I've, um, you know, it, it's just the, the way that he's changed his game. I mean, you see the guy dropping back in midfield to pick up balls and create chances you know, giving assists, uh, but then obviously dropping into his natural position of scoring goals and everything that people kept mocking him about um, that he wasn't good at or, you know, wouldn't be good at in, in, in the Premier League, you know, um, and uh, look, he's just been on beast mode completely. Um, yeah, and we've had the, the general taunts of, you know, can he do it in the Premier League or whatever? And, and, and I'm quite willing to have a bet with people to say that I think Meech is played in the right system next season under Silver that he will get us between sort of 10 to 12 goals, I really do. Um, I mean, look, coming up to you, Owen, uh, we run the poll. Um, I knew this before I put it out, and I just knew who the outright winner would be. Um, I mean, your thoughts on Mitrovic and, I mean, based on on other performances, you know, who do you think's been sort of impressive this season?
1: So first off, I'm going to say well done for putting everyone's squad number on the poll. I think that was a lot of extra effort that you probably didn't need to go to, given we knew how this poll
0: was going to go. But I'm sure everyone appreciated that. Well, I, think it, um, a, I think it was a. I think it was a cracking copy and paste. I mean, I don't think it was intentional.
1: Oh, you've well, <laughs> done yourself a service there. Um, no, but 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 really, as Mike said, and uh, and I'm glad he did, and I'm, I'm happy to dwell here. I I think Rich has had one heck of a season. Um, you know. It's not surprising. I mean, I, I am somewhat perplexed at this myth that he can't do it at the top flight. Over the year we got promoted under Yukanovich, he got 11 goals, 11 of our 34 for the season. Um, and, and so your prediction of 10 to 12 goals isn't particularly bold. I think under Silva, he's going to uh, to hopefully get a few more. Um, you know he's clearly got the right temperament, but something you said there, Scott, really, really did resonate. He he has worked on his game, and and something that I think a lot of us realised during the season is, is just how unselfish he is at times, which sounds weird to say for a player that scored 43 goals, but you know against Luton, we had six different goal scorers for the first six goals. He was instrumental in setting up a, a number of those, and I think that really sort of typified how he changed his game and also I guess our silver changed the mentality around the club there was a lot less fear in the way Fulham played and uh you know Mitrovic was certainly a beneficiary of that this year and and one hopes next year he can he can carry that confidence forward because it's it's quite clear with the 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 penalty miss against Scotland um which which was 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 heartbreaking a couple of years ago at the euros and then then also the um the way he was cast aside last year it was it was pretty rough for him and and you know this was a player with a, a spring in his step but but also um a team player and you know absolute breath of fresh air and uh you know i think i think he's found um his club uh, Initially, we all thought it would be Newcastle, but it's not, and, I, and I'm very happy Fulham benefiting from it. You know, Mike's picked up on on Tim Ream, and uh, you know, I think we had a pod early in the season where we all sort of realised again a player with a, a second lease of life. Um, I think we called it "Dream of Dreams of Ream," but you know, to start all 46 games in the Championship season um, after taking a number of knocks um, and, and 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 more. Than uh, one occasion this season, uh, bleeding for the cause. I, I think he was was outstanding, and I'm, I, I for one, am personally delighted that someone with his characters involved next season. And then it's a case of Crikey, um, who else can we call out? I mean, you know Cavalio, um despite clearly being on his way, um, seemed committed throughout. And how often have you seen players who who know they're on the way out? You know, we had we've seen enough lonies um, to know that mentality that says, you know, I'm on my way out. I, I don't need to worry about this. So I thought for someone so young, very um, wise beyond his year set of performances, um, he didn't come back as uh, as uh, with as much zip and as much um, i would say success as he did in the earliest part of the season. But I also think teams realised this; they, they need to really really close him down. Um, but, but throughout the squad, so many strong performances, Seri again, you know, silencing critics and, you know, who'd have thought at the start of the season, we had been singing his song four nil down the way at Sheffield United last game of the season. Um, you know, I think, you know, uh, this, this could go on all night, but you know, throughout the squad, I think everyone really did commit to the cause. Um, I thought Wilson uh, at times, as Mike says, breathtaking. Um, at other times, not there. And I think that's that. That's the part we need to see from him over the next couple of years. He's still young. He's 25, um, but it, he hasn't played. You know, he hasn't played at at the highest level. Um, you know, he's had a couple of seasons in the Championship. You know, full season at Derby, Bournemouth, Cardiff. The, you know, the way these teams play change. Um, I think the way that Fulham are playing suits him and and I'm excited to see what next year holds. But, uh, you know, you can't disagree with the results of the poll. Um, You know, I I just think that uh, we need to uh, trace the IP addresses of the people who gave uh, Congolo, Hector and Shalaba some votes uh, so we uh, we can have
0: words. No, I totally agree. I mean, that poll was put out for guests as well, so I'm, I'm sure we had a, a few anti foffs out there deliberately sort of clicking buttons just to try and uh, be a pain, but like you say, yeah, uh, we'll have to look into those ones. Just quickly, Owen, coming back to Mitrovic, and um, we talk about age and we talk about Wilson. Uh, I mean, it amazes me that you still think of Mitrovic the way he's been around for so long at Newcastle, where it is. You expect him to be a lot older, um, but he's only really he's only twenty-seven still. Um and as a striker goes, I mean, he's only just really sort of hit his peak. Do you think performances and the way that he's adapted his game has, has, has come from age? Do you think do you think he's matured as a player and this is the kind of player that we're gonna see from Mitrovic now on? I mean, for me, I think at Fulham, he's he's
1: never been anything but mature. Um, you know, he, he clearly had his moments at Newcastle. Um, but but in the main, I think, I think, you know, we've seen an evolution in the game. And I think that's the right way to say it. He started to realize this is it, we're not a stepping stone. Um, you know, you look at that partisan to Andalette to Newcastle, you know, you could sort of see in a, a young and hungry player's mind, this is, you know this is we're on a journey but i think i think where he's at fulham he's at the destination and uh he's really working hard um he still may end up at uh you know i will say at fulham fulham a great club the greatest team the world has ever seen but he still may end up at a you know an elite regular champions league playing club um if he has a couple of great years at fulham now but uh no, I think I think his head is in Fulham, his heart is in Fulham, and uh, you know we're really benefiting from that.
0: No, it's a really good feedback there. As I say, uh, was not surprised with the results on the, uh, the actual player of the season, and um, well done to Alexander Mitrovic. Right, moving on to topic number four, Marco Silva. Silva came in on the first of July to take over from Scott Parker, uh, with him admitting um, that he was on the or on the cusp of joining another club. Few eyebrows raised at the time because Marco had a reputation of championship, you know, living whole for Watford, and Watford for Everton uh, before getting the sack. I'm all for giving coaches a chance, uh, but he did come in with experience, and to be honest, he, you know, he does seem you know like a good fit. He's transformed the style of Fulham from you know the drab days of Parker, uh, you know, back to how we kind of played under Takana and Jankovic, which we discussed earlier, and you know, it seems to be a real likable guy around the club with a season under his belt. Um, how do you feel he's fed? Um, you know what are his qualities, weaknesses, and what does you know the future bring for Marco Silver? I'm going to come over to you on this one first, Mike.
2: Uh, yeah, so silver, yeah, um, I think you're right when you say eye- eyebrows were raised. I mean, lots of names were mentioned, but silver wasn't there or thereabouts. and uh, the chairman apparently was the person who picked him, so. And he, he didn't have a lot of time, did he? As you mentioned as well earlier. So, uh, but he seemed to get them going. You know, Bury game, the opening game of the season. We saw bits of it. Uh, but it was a good, tough championship game. And then we went on that run and we saw players who had been out of favour. We hadn't seen him kick a ball for a year or two. Um, and that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, I, I we, we do talk about ticking and I a lot. But he's the one coach I we've seen managers like Roy get a team to play well. But I remember Tig and I and his coaches improving players and that's what we saw this year. And players go to another level. And but also it was the way we played. Now I loved the way we played under Jukanovic. But if there was a criticism, was it was a little bit walking pace. Um and you know, even when we We'd batter teams down by just keeping the ball in their half, unlike under Parker, where it was usually in our half. But we now, with Cabano, you know, being told to basically do what he is <laughs> his job, which is a winger, uh, he reminded me of Boa, and I think it's no coincidence that Boa also uh, joins the uh, coaching staff and we see a winger play almost like him. And... Uh, so the attacking-wise, I mean, a- attacking-wise, I'm not sure I've seen a, a better coach for that for that play um, at the club. And uh, what I like about him is his calmness. Uh, his interviews are good. Um, he's not publicity hunting, if people understand where I'm coming from there. Let's remember, he has just managed the team that's won the championship and we're not seeing him uh, being interviewed left, right and centre, are we? Um, so yeah, I mean, and also we, and he stuck to his guns, you know, we had, uh, we had a run there and I remember I, we did, a, uh, some shows where we drew the four games in a row, you know, the, uh, the illnesses and, and everything else. And there were some question marks going on, but he stuck to it. And, uh, you know, then we lost to Sheffield United and it was, there were some real questions there, but then we went on a, another five or whatever it was, six game run. Um, I suppose if you're going to be critical, uh, He and I think he learnt it from the Coventry game in some ways. He uh, made a few too many changes after a break um, or did make the changes. And uh, we saw him keep the team. He, he eventually found that sort of full team players, 13, 14 players he was happy with. And it was... The lineups would be a perm, anything from there, really. Um, he did try and bring in a couple of youngsters and, you know, gave him a little bit of time, but then reverted to type. So, you know, that's a disappointment for me. I would have liked to have seen some of our youngsters get more on the bench and maybe a little bit of time. Um, but it seems like the players want to play for him. And uh, even the ones who, you know, haven't kicked the ball much this year, it, watching the celebrations were, uh, you know, all involved. So, yeah, he, he has been a surprise, I suppose, given his, you know, his background. And there were a couple of times during the season when jobs were available potentially and uh, his name was mentioned. But uh, maybe like Mitrovic, he's found a club where he can be happy. And I think one of the good things is he. we now go into the Premier League with a manager who's managed at that level unlike the previous two times and uh, he will certainly know what we're going to need next year uh, so um, I'm I think we're going to uh, do okay during the summer with regards what we need uh, whoever's making those decisions I suspect Silver is going to be heavily involved because uh, he's Look at what he's just delivered, and um, we should listen to him and what he needs, you know, and the kind of players he needs. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see how he adapts because I don't think anyone believes we're going to be the attacking team that we were. Uh, so that's going to be the interesting thing for me next year. But uh, yeah, that's a good thing
0: about I mean, for me, it's. Um, I mean, I, I was quite surprised with him. As I say, th- there were a few eyebrows raised, and I, I put my hand up, and I was one of those, and they thought, you know a uh, bit of a mercenary. Um, you know, he, he likes to jump shit, but I mean, I think we got a kind of a, a completely wrong picture of him. I mean, even over, you know, the, the Paul Parrish situation and stuff like that, he seems to be heavily involved with the crowd, doesn't he? He seems to be, a, I mean, him and Burr as well. I mean, they seem to be more integrated with the fans and the sar owners have ever been, you know? Um, I know their pitch side, but I mean, sometimes that kind of connection between the coach and the fans, you know, goes a long way to being the 12th man on the pitch. And, I think we've shown that this season. Um, you know, I like the way that he's been, like you say, he's been cool, um, collective, um, you know, in regards to doing interviews. And he's one of those coaches where, you know, where something goes wrong and he kind of comes on and goes, I'm not happy with that, I'm going to fix it. You kind of go, yeah, Marco's going to fix that. And then he fixes it the next game. And you kind of had that kind of trust in him to kind of put things right. And I've kind of liked that about him this season. I mean, his style you know, the way that he's worked with players and got the best out of them. I mean, since we ever signed Cabano, we've never really seen that kind of side of him. And I think it's the first time we've seen the way that he's played as a player or what he was bought for, you know, bringing Mitrovic on. Um, you know, so for me, he's been the all-round Swiss army knife of coaches and, I, and I'm just interested to see what he can do with better talent. And people that say that he won't attack in the Premier League, I'm going to say that's bull because I think his style and The reasons why we failed in the Premier League before is because we played too deep. Um, You know, we haven't attacked sides. And I'm interested to see what he's going to do. Um, One of my big problems is, is he still tempted by that big job? Um, You know, if he has an average to poor season with Fulham next year, will he decide to leave for somebody else? Um, Don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And then one of my other issues is, from a defensive point of view, we have been a bit lackluster in that department. Has he got the tools, you know, to, to put his back against the wall, you know, when we really come up against some of these big boys next season? But on the whole, I'm pretty excited. Um, sorry, Mike, you want to come back in?
2: Uh, yeah, I was going uh, to say uh, also about him, really, is uh, I like to watch a team. I get into the ground usually quite early, so I like to see our team warms up. And if no one's got in early and seen the way Fulham uh, get ready, it's... It, I like the way that the defenders all, all get on the halfway line and they're pinging the ball to the fullbacks and they they do this for about five minutes and then the stri- midfielders and strikers join in and the fullbacks go down. So it's all about patterns of play. And, and that's what we've seen. And uh, um, and also a word about the set pieces, um, you know. D- different types of corner uh situations they always seem to know what they're doing there's some really good goals from corners um and not just lazy shots at goal you know we're looking at doing something different on a on a free kick uh so they obviously you know the amount of time on the uh, training training pitch is uh paid 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 out for sure but uh i i you mentioned about attacking. I don't mean he's not going to attack. I just don't think we're going to be as as open uh, in the way we attacked. Uh, um, we certainly need to look at defensive midfielder for a start, a really good one. But, um, but yeah, uh, I agree as well about that. But the temptation for a bigger job is always there, isn't it? And, um, you know, if, if he ends up doing – I think he needs to be doing well to get that temptation, though, Score to get that offer so uh if we're doing well and he that's good for us you know let's let's be honest
0: that's a good feedback look oh sorry you've been sitting there patiently in the background uh marco Silva. i mean you know your thoughts um on him you know so he's just gone what you know maybe high or well, not high as nose but you know sort of how he's been you know what he's performed well at what he hasn't i mean what, what your general thoughts
1: i don't know uh, Lost my thoughts. I thought you two were going to go on all night there. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was on, I think I was 10, 15 minutes. I, I lost my entire train of thought. Um, yeah, genius. Um, he had a great season with us. Um, really, really have enjoyed uh, him coming in. Um, but in all seriousness, um, Mike, Mike, and you covered the majority of the things I was going to say. What I, what I, you know, I'll, I'll take a second here. I think. We're all very quick to criticise Fulham fans, and we're not a perfect club. I think Silva might just be the best signing um, this club's made under the Khan's ownership. Um, as, you, as, as I think we all said, left field, um, he, the, the, our club were left in the lurch by our previous manager, um, also suffering way back from COVID protocols. We had two weeks of our team being coached virtually, um, before he even got his got his uh a chance to work on the training pitch but you know from where we were all pretty depressed through the summer you know thinking great we've got a jilted lover of a manager whose whose ego and ambition wants to, you know have used Fulham as a as, a, as a, a, a a train station um to someone who's come in and and has actually instilled a you know mentality through the team which sort of feels like you know they're at home. They're happy. They're proud to be at Fulham. You know even the players who who we know we're going to lose, like Williams when he came in, like Carvalho through the season. Um, he's really galvanised everyone. So you know it it's sort of nice to be able to say, um, you know we can identify with this team. And and as a manager, head coach, the semantics of titles aren't too important to me. But I think it's really you know your job to to sort of instil the mentality and the culture in 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 the club, and I think from top to bottom there is a, a sort of feeling of, of of unity and you know um, that plucky little Fulham um, punching above their weight. Um, I'm quite excited for next season. Um, you know, Silver's still young, 44. Um, he had a phenomenal rise through. Um in his early years um through Esther Rill and, and all the way through the hull. Um and he probably ran before he could walk. Um knocked his confidence, he was away from the game for a, a year or so. You know, similarly to some of the players that we had who we were, you know, cast aside. I think he's got a point to prove. Um he may well end up at bigger things, but I say, you know, next season let let's enjoy what we see i think you know we, we can't really look beyond that but you know even the mark he's made in 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 sort of nine months that he's been here is 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 so profound i'm, I'm looking forward to next season and uh you know i think you made one point that I, I i did see between uh did hear while i was uh just about staying awake scott was uh um, you know the comment on defense I think you know he, he got the best out of out of tools that were deemed inadequate the year before and i think you know if he's backed and and supported in the right places and it, you know the rumors if they're to be believed suggest you know we are looking in the right places so you know I'm not going to throw any criticism at, at, at the manager um i think you know he has weaknesses but he's young learning and 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 certainly the the qualities certainly outweigh um you know the the weaknesses and, and we've certainly improved year on year and i think as as, as, a, as a fan that that's what you want to see
0: yeah no 100 um and i said so i think um you know we we need to look towards next season i i think we all know that we've got a very adequate coach there with the right tools um i believe that he can do probably a good or better job than we've attempted to do last time um you know, and like everything else that we said, you know, we haven't got the, um, obviously, the benefits of or, the, or the, the unpleasantries or the, the pleasantries, depending on how you look at it, the playoffs, you know, our uh, homework and our preparation can start now and then hopefully we can bring in those type of players that he requires to at least give us, you know, a stable uh, attempt, you know, of the Premier League next season. Right, moving on to topic number five, which is the last seven games. Seemed to hit a bit of a slump the last seven games, uh, with only winning two, losing four and drawing one, which was a bit of disappointment considering, you know, the season we've just had. Seemed to limp over the line in the end, uh, with the win at home v Preston to claim promotion and then the 7 to win over Luton to um, become champions. I seem ungrateful saying this, but I thought the 4 0 defeat, you know, way to Sheffield United was a bit unfair on some fans. We paid the money to go, you know, and made the long trip only to witness, you know, a typical sort of on the beach performance with, you know, key players rested. Um, Thought we'd try and go out with a bit of a bang, uh, but only end up finishing two points above uh, Bournemouth in the end. Um, Am I looking into this sort of too deep? You know, had we done enough early work and, you know, didn't really. Did really matter, and, and why do you think the form was so poor in the last seven? And I'm going to come to you first
2: on this, Mike. Uh, well, this is, this is definitely a topic for you, <laughs> that you would create, Scott. Um, but no, it's a good point. I mean, um, you mentioned my sort of predictions that I did, and I dug out one from February, and I had us finishing on 97 points, and we got seven points in the last seven games when really form wise we should have got another seven so we would have been there um if there was a a downer on all those records and reaching 90 points is that you know we really should have got more points shouldn't we and the the run at the end is disappointing but really it is only the sheffield united game i would turn around and say they were on the beach i mean if you take those games in isolation. There was the Coventry game where sucker punched by them again, although we had plenty of chances and, we, you know, we should have got something out of it. Uh, Derby away, I mean, <laughs> I just knew that was a bad... Owen will agree with me, I'm sure, because I, I was really tense that game. I just didn't think we were going to get anything from it. And they were still playing for something as well. Um, Bournemouth away, we should have won. Uh, If it wasn't for, you know, well, wherever those minutes came from and uh, Wilson just losing it somehow. Um, Forrest again, you know, we should have got something from it. So it wasn't as if we fell off a cliff form wise, um, you know, and we're playing rubbish. We weren't. But, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a little bit of an element, certainly in the last game where, you know, it's all done and dusted. Let's not worry about it. But. You know, we went out with a bang the week the week before, you know, Luton, uh, as Owen said earlier on, 7-0. I mean, although I think Redden away was peak Fulham this year, there were times against Luton that no team would have touched us that day. So, yeah, I wouldn't look too deep into it. Um, but it's maybe just a little bit of a wake up call that, you know, this team has done well this year in this league. But. You know, we can't rest on our laurels
0: and we have to improve. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I mean, coming over to you, I mean, was it a bit of a slump those last seven games or was it the kind of style that we played, um, you know, where, you know, we, we kind of got tired towards the end and we were sort of limping or, or do you just think it was a general pattern to the way that we were facing teams come towards the end of that season? Because, you know, we, we were facing teams. Obviously, we were on the hunt for the playoffs and stuff like that. Um, And also as well with Sheffield United, I mean, am I being sort of slightly ungrateful that obviously we didn't turn up on the day for the fans and and kind of had a bit of a sort of on the beach attitude or am I looking into that sort of a bit too much?
1: I think I think this this proves you might be pessimist in chief, to be honest. Um, I mean, quite frankly, um, history will will not really care whether we won the league by one goal or 20 points. Um, You know, we won the league. And and quite frankly, we, we did win it comfortably. Um, and I think, as we've all said on a number of occasions, teams go through through runs, uh, good runs and bad runs. Um, I don't necessarily think our run in was terrible. Um, I I don't necessarily think we we should have won all those games, but equally so, there were a couple of disappointing ones in there. Um, you know, Coventry seemed to have our number this year. Um, really well coached team um the sucker punched us twice um their game you know we didn't show up the game at the cottage they they didn't let us show up Derby playing for something um you know Bournemouth um you know showed us that they are a quality team I think we all to gritted teeth will acknowledge they're a, their a quality team but you know this is a, a Premier League squad two years in the championship and uh, you know, with a manager who has been in the top flight, even if it is um, painful to watch. Forrest, you know, fighting, scrapping, what a team. I have to say the way that uh, Cooper turned them around, um, phenomenal. Um, you know, I think I said earlier on in the pod, you know, that away win at Borough, at the start of April was pretty much, we're there. You know, we needed every team in the top, well, we needed Forest and Bournemouth to win every game to not go up, and and it's only human nature to sort of be a bit more relaxed. Um, other teams were scrapping, fighting, and hoping. Um, we did our work earlier in the season with some of those phenomenal results, getting our goal difference up, some of those great results, getting our points up, um, and and, and I don't really see it as as a as a massive sign of concern. Um, as for the Sheffield United. Result, um, I thought it was a, um, an, an astute selection by, by Marco Silva. Um, no, I seem to remember our penultimate season in the Premier League. Under Yol, we went to Swansea last game of the season, full strength, dapped them 3-0, shot up from sort of 16th in the table to a 11th or 12th. That was a, a complacency, a lack of investment, and a year later we're in the Championship. Um, I think that, that selection, um, really highlighted the, the areas we need to strengthen. Um, everybody who started that game, who wasn't a regular starter, um, doesn't come out of it with, with much, with much glory. Um, you know i thought there was a lot of weakness in the side and uh, and silver was very happy to expose that to our club's hierarchy a degree of strength that we haven't seen you know i thought gatson eagle was 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 not great um hector and tete exposed frequently um you know Shalaba, um despite a very good friend um telling me at half time how how you know, he he just been caught out by by telling people how how good he thought he was, um, and and was happy to take that comment back. He he wasn't wasn't great either, but you know equally so. I I would question the alcohol levels in the team system. Um, after you win a championship, you're you're entitled, as far as I'm aware, to go out and celebrate. What more can they achieve? You know they might get an appearance bonus, they might get a goal bonus. Um, you know, you certainly can't say, as a fan, there that for the first sort of quarter of an hour, you know, Fulham weren't giving it a go. We 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 were competitive in the game. Um, they took a phenomenal first chance. The header was exceptional, actually, um, from Gibbs White. And uh, you know, they never really looked back. And uh, you know, when 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 what more can you achieve? You've won the league. Um, those who are staying for the next year have probably already been told. Those who aren't probably had an idea in their mind that they weren't. Um, uh, the fans, I don't think, really gave too much of a hoot. Um, I will say, I think some of the celebrations were overly exuberant. I'm, 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 I'm personally very worried, and uh, I think actually a lot of fans should be worried about how this culture of limbs, alcohol, and I'm sure other substances are going to get people hurt. That's a different topic for another day. Um, I don't think anyone's thinking too much about it. I think you're probably reading too much into this one, Scott. We, we topped the league, we won the league, and Marco Silva's a genius.
0: Okay, so I, I've i been told, and you no, know, thank you very much for that. No, I just, for me, it's, you know, I like to... To, to straddle that horse and ride out into the sunset, and you know, everything has to be perfect. And sometimes in life, it isn't like that, but you've got to look at it on the other side. Where, um, you know, we've had a fantastic season, uh, we are champions, we've broken, you know, some, um, some records there, you know, um, with Mitrovic, and you know, and, and just how the season's panned out with games and fans and everything else, it, it's been an absolute delight. So, um, no, thanks for the feedback there, guys. Look, um, we're going to move on to the last topic of the evening and what we're going to do is moving forward after this topic is actually split this show into two because we had um, some other topics sort of lined up because Jerry's not with us tonight, but we're going to touch on obviously this season and I think the second part of the show, which we'll do probably next week or something, will then obviously cap on you know what is required for next season, what we need to, to move forward. At the end of every pod, we normally sort of cast our predictions. Uh, We can't do that today because we haven't got another game. But um, topic number six, um, for a bit of fun, is the Championship Playoffs. Nice not to be involved this season. um, and We can sit back and watch the likes of Huddersfield, Forest, Luton and Sheffield United fight out as we can concentrate on building for the Premier League. Um, from what you've seen this season, uh, and I know it can be a bit of a lottery, uh, but who do you think has the momentum going into the playoffs that will most likely be joining us? Just to recap, Forrest, you know, were bottom after eight games until Cooper took over. Um, Done phenomenal there. Um, we all thought Huddersfield would struggle, um, you know, sort of relegation this season, but again, you know, they finished third. And Jones has done, you know, an amazing job at Luton, you know, with a long list of injuries. Uh, now, let's not forget Sheffield United, who struggled under Djukanovic. Um, you know, they got rid of him and, you know, have, have done well and pushed on for the playoffs. And Look, a very, very stable side. So, based on that, um, and I'm going to come straight back to you, Owen, um, who do you fancy in the playoffs? Well, we've got a week between now and our, our next pod. So, we're going to have a couple of first legs between
1: now and then because they're, they're Friday and Saturday. Um, you know, I'll agree. I think Jones has done a phenomenal job, and it's been much publicised that he's got a squad that's sort of worth, you know, one and a half million pounds versus you know, Fulham's two and a half billion pound squad. Um, and he has done a great job. I think Luton have been an excellent team, but I think sadly, in a in a forty six game season, um, you know, things catch up with you. They 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 had an emergency keeper making a debut against us. Um, our last game of the season, um, they had so many of their first team out, and uh, I think they they will struggle against Huddersfield, um, which is which which is sad. Um, hopefully they can they can build on the progress this this year. And, uh, and whilst I'm not giving them much of a hope in the playoffs, I, I I do wish them well. I think Huddersfield have been very professional, and we've seen they 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 are very good against good teams. You know, I think our result away at Huddersfield. Um, which seems to be one of our happier hunting grounds, um, you know, was was great. It was early doors, but I think the way they played at the cottage when they beat us um, shows, you know, they can play with the best. Um, I really like Forest. I thought they were going to get Bournemouth. I really did. Um, they didn't. And uh, he, that's going to take a lot out of you. Um And uh, their last day of the season draw away at Hull has has given them a really tricky tie. So if you ask me which one I'd be betting on, as much as I like Forrest, I'd probably say Sheffield United will have a bit more confidence going into their tie. And I think at this time of the season, momentum and confidence is key. So uh, I'll give you those two. How does feel Sheffield United in the final is is, is my prediction. And uh,
0: let's see where we're at next week. No, some good stuff. Uh, Mike, coming over to you. Um, like I say, I haven't got the pleasure of um, going through. I mean, uh, you know, Triple Wendy's always great, but it's not sitting there with anxiety and stress and everything else. At least this season, we can sit back and observe while we're sort of, you know, signing a few players behind the scenes while these guys battle it out. I mean, there's some interesting ones in there. I think there's a stat as well, if you looked at it, at a certain point of the season or whatever, those, I think it was the the ones in the playoffs at a certain point, the Blackburns or whatever, it's all bottled it at some stage, fell out, and then replaced, obviously, by these. It's next batch of four. Um, but based on that, I mean, you know, Sun of the sides have turned some, turned their seasons around. And like we say, Luton have done a fantastic job on, on, limited budgets. I mean, who, who have you got your eye on? And who do you think is going to win the playoffs?
2: Right. Well, I mean, talking of stats and it wouldn't be a show if I wasn't going to throw something out on, on Christmas day, none of these teams are in the playoffs, which, and I have, I, I will have to dig it out for next week's show, but I did a, I, di- I did something a few years ago where I had a look to see how many teams in, the, in the positions at Christmas Day or halfway through the season, qualify for the playoffs, and I'm pretty sure off the top of my head it's it's somewhere in the region of about sixty percent of all the teams that have ever been there halfway through a season actually end up in the top six at least. So for all four of them to be replaced, you know, I mean that's that, that, that's something else. Um, Yeah, so Huddersfield have been the team on form recently and for the whole of the second half of the season. They're actually the best team in the league. And uh, their run to this is, uh, you know, really good. I think it's, you know, five or six wins out of the last seven games. Um, Forrest, obviously, you know, I mean, mentioned already Cooper and and what he's done there. Uh, I think I was really disappointed by their antics on the night. I mean... Cooper is someone I would have been keen to have had as manager, potentially, at some stage. Um, but uh, I, I can't really look beyond those those two. I think the final will be Huddersfield and Forrest, and I think Huddersfield will just edge it. Um, I don't think Luton have enough. I don't think Sheffield United score enough goals. So, uh, yeah, Huddersfield, I think, are going to come out on this. But uh, I'll try and dig that. Start out but uh, they've all four of them have done really well to to get there and uh yeah it's uh it's nice to uh get the deck chair out and sit on the beach and uh watch it for a change
0: yeah 100 so i'm popping out friday to meet a group of friends i'll go out with it it's that Luton fan I took with us actually and i'm going to sit there and we're, we're going to watch the game before we go something to eat or their first leg and you know for once i can actually sit there and relax and, and not worry about it but no i mean i've looked at it um I say Luton have done very well behind Jones uh, but like I say along that journey they've lost um, I think he, my friend was saying something that was like 15 players or something ridiculous or up to the point of like Fulham when that first player went down when Kenny scored that goal it's, it's a stupid amount they've lost but they've kept going on and on and, on and obviously got that kind of um, win against Reading uh, but they battled through and they've got themselves in there uh, but I just think there's only so far that you can go I think they made part of a fight but you know, um, I think that may be the end for them. Forrest, as you say, um, along that journey, yes, they've done superb under Cooper. Um, I feel that um, – but towards the end, though, and I think Owen touched on this, that um, they started looking leggy and tired, and they started looking as if they were getting a bit of burnout towards the end. And I think that could, or maybe, if they don't recoup themselves or get their fitness levels up, it could be a bit of a stumbling block there for them. Um Looking at Sheffield United now, I watched them play Queens Park Rangers. They don't seem to be sort of. I think under Djukanovic where he tried to change that style, and you know it just didn't suit them, and then they went back to hinging bomb. Um, I mean, I watched them against Queens Park Rangers and Christ. I mean, their their aerial bombardment was something else. I mean, I don't even think we, you know, would have put up with that, and we didn't. You know, so that could be a threat for those coming into the playoffs. And then you look at Huddersfield, where like you say, we flashed them first game of the season. They looked in trouble. Uh, you know, looked impressive at the cottage. And I think because they've been there, I think they have a slight upper hand that they, they, they may come out on top in a final. So for me, and I'm going to sort of change it slightly. I, I think it could be Huddersfield, Sheffield United, but I think Huddersfield will probably come out on top with a bit of experience, maybe, but there you go. Look, guys, um, sadly, um, you know, we've we've come to the end of another show. Uh, like I said, we're going to split this into to two parts. Um, but, you know, I'd like to say thanks for those, um, you know, who have taken the time to listen in, you know, to Mike and Owen for joining us. As you know, Fofcast is really available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. You know, so please make sure you subscribe to those channels to catch any future podcasts. Look, before we go, I'd like to apologise for lack of activity lately, uh, but it really is down to resource, you know, and trying to get everyone in the same place at the same time. You know, unlike other pods, um, we don't have, you know, a small army. You know, we, we all have commitments outside the club, and unfortunately, they do take priority. However, you know, uh, next season, you know, we'll try and commit to at least one pod a week, uh, you know. And if you're interested in getting involved with FOF Casting, you know, then please do drop us a line. Until then, stay safe. Thanks for listening, and we are Premier League.